0: to six and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of bridge radio and we are coming at you from the great state of texas i am your host aw varilla and next to me like always the president of this book factory steve den Hartog. hello everybody and welcome back to <laughs> another episode of bridge radio yeah so uh, uh steve what's been going on in the ministry you know we like to keep uh, our uh, our people updated a lot and of exciting things yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of exciting things um and we've had uh, we've had guest coming down, and just uh, we were uh, talking about bringing seminary. Yeah, and we've been talking about the podcast uh, for the last. It's becoming couple of shows. more and
1: more of a, a reality. Really good discussion with uh, with Michael, and uh, so we are looking forward, Lord willing, to being able to bring some seminary classes here to Laredo and to provide some more training for people here, both uh, lay leaders and people who are interested in. And possibly planting churches So uh, it's just by God's grace That we're able to do that And it's really exciting to see how he's been moving
0: Yeah, and for our listeners uh, Thank you again Um, And please don't forget to subscribe to Apple, Android, Google And Stitcher Radio And please visit our website at BridgmanLaredo.org This week We have a special guest An in-studio guest Uh, We have Dr. Steve Leston uh, he came on an episode 49 uh, we did Bi- Bible and world history on his book Bible and world history And if you guys have not checked out that episode, please go back and listen to it It was absolutely uh, fabulous and uh, this week we're gonna have a conversation about Psalms 2 um, And the comfort for Christians and a warning uh, During this time of a presidential election Uh you know this is the couple days before the election mm-hmm. uh we go out and vote on tuesday so uh please uh, uh don't forget to vote uh for for our worldwide audience um i hope that you know maybe you guys can just uh, our listeners you know especially our canadian and african and european uh, uh brothers and sisters in christ Uh, we'll just stick around for a listen you know as we just talk about uh, well it's a
1: very timely episode and I think the application you know goes way beyond what we have just Mm -hmm. in the U.S. with regards to the election yeah you know with regards to uh, the world leaders and how uh, who actually reigns and who holds the the reins behind the world leaders you know and who who raises them up and and brings them down. And so I think it's just very appropriate and very, very timely and applicable for us, but for,
0: you know, for our worldwide audience in general as well. Yeah. And as you were just saying, and we see in Daniel two, and that's exactly what, what happens is he raises up Kings and he just disp- disp- deposes them. So that's a great point. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we get this uh, podcast started? Let's do it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have dr steve Leston in studio today um yeah, we're 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 not gonna give his bio out uh we'll just kind of get the podcast started if you want to just uh, listen to his bio go back to episode 49. um but dr steve Leston, thank you very much for coming on to bridge radio in studio here
2: oh man it is awesome to be here i i do want to put a little bug in some people's ears if i have a great vacation idea for people they should come to laredo <laughs> especially if you're a pastor. Come, come to Laredo, just get a hotel and then just spend your day here at Bridge Ministries. You will be surrounded with a great coffee or in my case great tea, the best library that your best bookstore with the greatest books. Man, and just come here absorb the truth, be encouraged. I can't think of a better better vacation for a pastor than to to come on down here to Laredo.
1: That is so true. I'm not a pastor, but that's one of the things that I look forward to Mm -hmm. in in going to a new city is finding a bookstore Mm -hmm. and a coffee shop together. Man.
2: Yeah, and then great books. Yeah. This is the best best bookstore I've ever, ever seen.
0: Yeah, I was talking to uh, your wife, Heather, and she was just like, uh, scrolling up and down, or rolling up and down the aisles, and just looking at all the books. And, mm, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I think that Christian bookstores are, especially Christian bookstores with a coffee shop. I think that they're rare and yeah. maybe non-existent. But, but thank you for it's a little uh, taste of heaven, right? Uh,
2: yeah. Just a small little yeah. moment. You know, you won't you won't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, uh thank you for uh, coming in studio. So, um so today we're going to be talking about Psalm two mm-hmm. and the relevance relevance of where we at with uh the election and everything just going on uh i know that everybody is just absolutely going crazy uh about the election um a lot of people are saying which i maybe agree probably one of the most important election in our history i don't know if you guys would certainly agree. one of the most contentious right absolutely there's For been sure. a, a lot of division uh amongst our, our, our fellow uh, Americans, but, um, but yeah. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and just start off here? Uh, can you, uh, Doctor Listen, can you just set up the context of Psalms two and tell us why we should pay attention to this song right now?
2: Yeah, it's this psalm is probably uh, one of the anchor psalms of of my life, actually, even beyond mm. just this election, mm. because it establishes something that. I think in the church we we lose as Christians we lose is is we can we focus a lot on Christ being our savior, we focus a lot on his love, grace, mercy, uh, you know, how we're justified through his death on the cross and these truths are obviously top drawer, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're not putting those down. But there's an element of Christ that that I believe the scriptures really hit on that we can lose a little bit in focusing about just our interaction with Jesus mm. which is the fact that Jesus is actually the king of kings mm, yeah that that there's no leader in the world that ever has the capacity to undo the will of God Mm-mm. and there's no leader in the world that can that can move the world in any direction different than what God has already planned mm. and when we forget that then God seems to be subject to who's elected president mm-hmm. And and then we can kind of feel like all hope is lost, and you know, grab the guns. We're you know, let's let's <laughs> let's go. And 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 you have to stop and realize, it doesn't matter, in 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 many ways, in relation to the eternal plan of God, who, who's elected, because God has established His King over the world, and every leader will be held accountable to that King. Mm-hmm. And. And that's fixed. And if you don't remember that, then you'll get sucked up in elections. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you'll get, you'll worry, you'll panic. You'll sit there and go, oh no, what if my person loses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you have to start and say, does, does it ultimately matter? Maybe in a temporal sense, you might feel like some law is not going to go the way you want it to go in, in the world, but, but God is not as worried about this election,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: As we are. Yeah. Because he is in control and there is a king over him. And this is what Psalm t- 2 establishes right away early in the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The first, you know, even though we call this a worship book, you know, yeah. worshiping God, the first Psalm, Psalm 1, says, Hey, here's what a righteous man is like.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So it's establishing it. Then the second Psalm says, And Jesus is the king of kings. Mm-hmm. Now, with those two things, let's start worshiping God, as the rest of the Psalms kind of unfold. But it's establishing early Jesus is king of kings, and the kings of the earth will be held accountable to him.
1: Hmm. That's an important foundation to set Mm -hmm. right at the beginning. Mm
0: -hmm. And maybe maybe later on we can just talk about, um, you know, there might be some people, well, why should I vote then if God is in control, like, you know, and, and maybe we can touch on that a little bit later. So, um, Dr. Lesson, Psalm 2 begins with a question. What is the por- importance of this Psalm beginning with a question?
2: You know, one of the things that as we read the Bible, we should pay attention to are the questions that, that God asks of us in the Bible. You know, a lot of people go to the Bible with questions, but but what about the questions that that the Bible asks of us? And and there's a moment when when the Bible's asking you a question it's laying out a worldview suddenly. Suddenly, there is, there is a a moment where you are to stop and think about the world differently, right? So, mm. so this first question uh, establishes uh, one of the most important questions that we ask, which is why is there war? Mm. I mean, that's that's the essence of the question. Why why do nations fight? I can't think of a, a of a more important question to ask because, you know what generation hasn't dealt with war mm-hmm. right i mean like and so so this notion of of asking this massively huge question why is there war why do nations rise up and attack other nations why why is there conflict why what is establishing this so the bible is surfacing that question asking us to pause and to think about that mm-hmm. okay why is there war you, you know and we can reduce it down to Hey, this person, this country is stealing something from this country, and so we're gonna go fight that country back. And 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 we can look at it on kind of an earthly geopolitical mm. level. And that's what we see. Yeah. But now God's gonna answer this question way bigger. Mm. He's gonna elevate our thinking to say, no, I'm actually gonna tell you why there's war. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna establish this answer. So right, so you get the question: why do the nations rage? Why. Do they plot in vain, meaning whoever got exactly what they wanted? Mm. There, there is no kingdom that's eternal, mm. right? No one's ever ruled the whole world ever in history. No one has ever, you know, managed to make everybody subject for some eternal reign. Every leader has ultimately in the end failed. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, that's the kind of the second part of the question. Why do they even plot with these vain things? Because they never get what they want. Mm. So if it's so futile, why do they do it? Mm. So, so God is asking us that question. right? Mm. Why? But then he, he answers the question, you know, and, and he kind of establishes the fact that they're actually not fighting other nations. They're fighting against God. Mm. And how are they fighting against God? They're fighting against God because... God has given limits to the reins. He's put chains around them, mm. right? The chains are around the, the kingdoms. They can only go so far. And they want to break the bounds of leadership that God ordained for them. They're, they're fighting against that. God will allow a ruler to rule over a certain area. He wants more. So he goes for it. And then he fails. Yeah. But they're ultimately not fighting other nations. They're fighting... God who established the boundaries and they don't like the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, this is a theological battle,
0: yeah.
2: not just a geopolitical battle.
0: And and, and I think we, we see that very well in, in Daniel, as God gives Daniel a prophecy of kingdoms that are going to be mm-hmm. coming up, and those those kingdoms that we see in history being taken over by each other, you know, with the Assyrians, Babylonian, the 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 mm-hmm. Persian and then the Roman Empire and so on. You oh, know, we see that or the Greek Empire and yeah
1: through the uh, the study that we've just been doing on Saturday mornings, yes. right? The Lamentations and now we're getting into Habakkuk mm-hmm. and seeing how God raises up those rulers to accomplish His ultimate purposes. Yeah. You know, the means to the end, but it's it's not them, even though they think that they're the ones. You know, yeah. the Babylonians think that they're gonna be, they're gonna be the ultimate end all rulers, but you know. Persians yeah. end up coming in eventually. Yeah. So, same with the Assyrians.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and the Greek empire and the Roman empire and, you know, the Turkish, the Ottoman empire, all these empires, are, they have not, they've been uh, destroyed or conquered or, you know, um, that's very, absolutely very interesting.
2: Yeah. And the key is that all national rebellion mm-hmm. finds its root in the suppression of the will of God. Yeah. they they're, 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 they're God has put a natural boundary, and they're fighting against that. Yeah. You know, Ultimately, that's what's happening.
0: So, uh, Dr. Leston, what does it mean that the kings of the earth take their counsel against the Lord? I know you just yeah. touched on it a little bit, but maybe we can just unpack that a little bit more.
2: Yeah, you, you know, there is this idea here that, that power is something that we can grab hold of and get more of. Mm. And that rule is something that's kind of infinite, mm. right? So if, so if I say, hey, man, you know, if the state of Rhode Island says, man, we want to rule Canada, they, they go attack <laughs> Canada, right? That's you know, like, a dumb illustration, but... It's hilarious, but though, Yeah, huh? that's, that's the point. <laughs> Rhode Island. Yeah. Rhode Island, you don't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, Rhode Island. We, we I, love you. And I'm not dissing you, Rhode Island. It's, I believe in you. But, uh, but there's this notion that, that, um, they could just grab it. If they, if they had enough power, they could, you could just grab more power and more power. Power is distributed by God
0: Mm.
2: and authority is distributed by God. It's not something that you can get more of. It's, it's, you're allotted as a leader, a certain amount Mm. and God can add to that and God can take away from that. Mm. So, because of the fact that you think you want more, you you want more, not that you think you want more, and you think you can get more, you now start pushing against what God has allotted, mm. and you trying to grab it and grab it and grab hold of it and, and make it yours, mm. and and so they take their stand, they get together and they say, we're going to take over this nation, or we're going to rule all of Europe, or we're going to grab some place in the world, we're going to we're going to go get it, because it's ours to get if we get mm. a big enough military, mm. if we get a you know. Enough money, um, and and but in the end, what's happening? They're taking their stand against the Lord because the Lord distributes not only how much authority someone's has, but but how far that authority will go. Yeah. And and so in the end, they're saying, "I'm not content with what I have been given. I want mm. more." Yeah. And so so that's why they're ultimately fighting against God. Yeah. Because God has given them a certain amount. Yeah. And they want more. Yeah. And so it's rebellion against him.
0: And I think this is a good se- segue to the next question, uh, where it's um, the question is uh, that God laughs at the kings of the earth. And why does he laugh at them, Dr. Lesson?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, the, the psalm says he sits in heaven and he laughs and he holds them in derision mm. he, with contempt. It's a mm. contemptual laugh. Mm. Like, you really think... That you can do this,
0: Hmm.
2: like in the end, you really honestly believe that that you can grab more power, like like you think you you've got this level of control. Hmm. I mean, this is a you know a a, a little five year old boy trying to push a semi truck down the road. (laughs) You really think you can do this? Like like you, you know it's it's absolute insanity, and that's that's the picture behind that verse four in the psalm. What you are striving for is so insane. I can only look at you with contempt and laugh at you, thinking you have this kind of power.
0: And a lot of people don't realize that that we're just not in control. Right. I, I'm not in control of my life. I, I I serve a king, king of kings, and the Lord of Lord. And um, I I am a I'm, a I'm a slave to Christ, as Paul said, a doulos for for Christ. And I, uh, it's his kingdom. It's his, it's universe, his creation. And I just, uh, uh, do my best to what he says to do, you know, as mm-hmm. his child, as his son. And, you know, um, uh, not that, um, we don't enjoy, um, the good things that he has created in this life. And I'm making it sound like we're, we're just like, you know, in chains or chat or, or shackles or anything like that. Cause we're not, cause we're free. Um, but, um, having that just view of God and who he is as he sits on a throne has definitely just changed my Christian life, you know, mm-hmm. and it's actually really freeing, you yeah. know, that I don't have to worry about just everything in this world. I yeah. just do what he says and and do it a, do do my best and obey in, in obeying him. And yeah and that's it. And that's just very liberating. Half you know? half of you know the, the problem of the
2: kings can we could bring that down to just our life too, right? We can mm. we can say, hey, man, do you realize that today you have everything you need to bring glory to God and serve him? Mm. You lack nothing. Yeah. You, you, you know, Peter tells us we've been given everything we we we've been given everything yeah. we need for life and godliness. So the issue is in striving for more than what God has provided. Mm. And, and, and when you just say, okay, if this is what I have right now, and I can, I can live and work and be faithful with that, and I've got freedom to grow and develop and do things within that. If the kings of the earth would say, okay, this is, these are the boundaries you've put for me, I'm just going to be faithful with those boundaries. I'm going to work in there. I'm going I'm to serve. I'm going to use my talents, my gifts. There's blessing in that. There's freedom in that. It's when you strive to say, I'm I'm not content with what you've given me today. Mm. I I need more. Mm. I can't survive unless I get more, which is what the kings are doing. Uh, Then you are in a backwards position. Now you're fighting against what the Lord has provided.
0: And I think Paul was very clear when he says he has found the secret in life. I know to be content when I have a lot, and I know how to be content when I have a little. Mm-hmm. And him recognizing that, yeah, God has put uh, those boundaries, even in, in 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 times in his life, you know, where you know we we go through these seasons where, yeah, we're here, and we should be happy when we're in that season, you know, and when we have an abundance, we should be happy in that, and 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 always giving Him, uh, the 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 glory and thanking Him, you know, um, and and God gives us warning when we don't. We see that in Deuteronomy for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dr. Lesson, what does this passage tell us, uh, Jesus, that we need to know about Jesus, that we need to know?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's establishing something very critical, that, that not only does the Lord laugh, but the passage says that he's established his son as king. Mm-hmm. So, so what all the kings of the world want, that position's already been filled. Mm. and no one can take it.
0: Mm.
2: Like, it's already done. It's established. Yeah, And in fact, the text actually tells us how it was established, because he, he says in verse 7, you know, I, I'll declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, you're my son. Today I've become your father. Today I've begotten you. And you say, okay, now what does that mean? You know, I, the Lord said to me, you're my son. Today I have begotten you. It's a very interesting passage, but but Paul quotes this in Acts 13. And it's, a, it's, a, it's critical to answer that question, what do we learn about Jesus in this? Because, because Paul quotes it in Acts 13, and here's what he says in, in Acts 13, starting in verse 32. He says, uh, And we bring you the good news that what God promised to the fathers, this he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus. As also it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As for the fact that he raised him from the dead, No more to return to corruption. He has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessing of David. Now, in bringing that psalm up, what he's saying is, at the resurrection of Jesus, when he gave life to Jesus, and that's the idea, this begotten isn't like the Jehovah Witnesses will say Jesus was born. It's not that. What he's referring to at this moment is that at the resurrection of Jesus, he was established as judge of the living and the dead. That's what Paul says at the end of Acts 17 when he's on Mars Hill. Mm. And he says, as he's talking about the resurrection, he says the application of the resurrection is that he fixed a day to judge the world by the one who was raised from the dead. Mm. And at, at his resurrection, he was established as the judge. So because Jesus rose from the dead, it verifies and ensures to us that now the kings of the world will all be held accountable to him. And a day of reckoning will come. So that's why this passage is a comfort to Christians. Hmm. Because, hey, Jesus is king of the world. Yeah, The next president of the United States is not. Yeah, There's our comfort. Yeah, But here's the warning to the president of the United States. Jesus is king of the world. That's right. You're not. Yeah. You're not the most powerful position in the world. Jesus is the most powerful position in the world. And because he rose from the dead he will bring all men to account even the kings yeah and that's what we need to realize about jesus he is king he is it's not like a statement yeah like a theological truism like oh yeah he's king yeah he's king no he's king of the world yeah all the nations bow to him yeah
0: and and every knee will bow and every right. tongue will confess that right. he is
2: lord and no one will be able to thwart the plan of god yeah so so the confidence this election season and in any country whenever you have an election yeah is that no king can mess the plan of God up yeah and no king can thre- no earthly king can dethrone Jesus
0: yeah so for our international listeners um, around the world, uh, just remember that God is in control so um, I don't know where you're at right now uh, but just remember that God is in control so um, whatever might be going on in your country, or you might think that the leader that uh, that's there running your country, it's he's not there by accident. There's a purpose, right. even if he's a wicked king. Um, a good example of that would be King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Dr. Lesson, what does what this passage to tell us about earthly leaders that we need to know?
2: You know, the... Um in in the passage in, you know when god establishes jesus as king he he tells him ask of me and i will make the nations your inheritance mm-hmm. and and so basically saying i'm giving you the scope of your leadership here here's your scope the whole world mm-hmm. the the entire world is yours and all of the nations to the ends of the earth are owned by jesus which really literally means Kings of the earth, you better, absolutely better, honor Jesus as king, Mm. because you do not possess the authority you think you possess. Mm. You know this would never happen. But if I was ever asked to give a sermon at the United Nations, (laughs) though that would never happen, (laughs)
0: you you never know.
2: (laughs) I would preach Psalm two, Mm. because I would I would want them. I would want every nation to know. God has established his King and the boundaries he has given him is the ends of the earth. And you, Jesus is given, you know, God is saying the father is saying to the son, I'm also giving you these as your possessions. And I'm also allowing you as he says in verse nine to break them with an iron scepter. You will shatter them like cheap plates is what he says. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you ultimate authority. To bring down the judgment of God mm-hmm. at any moment. This is this is how much authority Jesus actually has. Mm-hmm. And and the proof of it is he rose from the dead. And this is yes. the, the the message of, of the resurrection is connected to his power to judge. Mm-hmm. Beyond his power to give life, which is true, yeah. it's also his power to judge. And and so you you have the capacity to to shatter the nations, as he says, he goes, you'll shatter them like pottery. Which is you know if I were just gonna make it a little bit different, I'd say you'd shatter them like cheap plates. Yeah, you, you know just can crush them, rip them apart like styrofoam.
0: Yeah, it, it is a good analogy. You know if you ever drop you know a plate on the floor, yeah. it, just, <laughs> yeah, it just shatters. <laughs> Which what does that
2: tell us? I mean you know that, that kings, you, kings, you need to realize your 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 kingdom is 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 not as eternal as you want it to be. Yeah. So so to so kings of the earth be warned.
0: Yeah. Wow. So um so what is the comfort then for the for this song for a Christian? Yeah.
2: You know the the comfort of this is that we trust in Christ for our salvation, right? We yeah. we believe he 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 came to this world, he incarnated himself, he lived, he died, he he rose from the dead that I can I can trust that when when he stood when, when he hung on the cross he he was hanging in my place he was taking my guilt my shame from me bearing God's wrath in my place conquering uh the power of Satan in the world and also establishing himself as the ultimate ruler over the nations which means I have absolutely nothing to fear. Mm-hmm when it comes to looking at political scenarios mm. that if my emotions are so wrapped up in an election um that I lose sight of Jesus I'm going to be shaky
0: yeah
2: because no man can bear the weight of the world mm. like no human no 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 earthly human only an incarnated god who can incarnate himself as man, can bear the weight of, of the world. And what, what I want to be able to do is say, hey, I'm not asking my president to bear the weight of the world. I'm going to vote based on political worldviews. I'm going to vote based upon the way uh, they want to rule. I'm going to exercise my my opportunity to vote as, as we can in our country. Um but in the end, I'm not asking my president to be Jesus. Yeah. What, what I want to do is, is find comfort that Jesus is bearing the weight of the world. Jesus is ruling and reigning, and, and whatever boundaries that he's given to us as a country, that we would just be faithful with those boundaries and in those boundaries, and recognize that if the person I vote for loses, that I'm not going to be shaken. Yeah. Because that did nothing— to dethrone the king of kings
0: yeah and um and earlier in the podcast i said why should we vote then if god is just gonna put uh who he has in 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 the in his decree and whatever Mm -hmm. is going on in uh the council of uh, of heaven and Mm -hmm. and what's going on there Uh, why, why should we why should we vote if god's just gonna do what he's gonna do
2: yeah that's a great question You know, the the sovereignty of God is true. Mm. I believe it. Um, And I believe that God's purposes will be accomplished. There's no way to stop them. I also believe God put us in this world to reflect his image
0: Mm.
2: and to bear the image of God to the world. And part of the way that we bear bear the image of God in this world is by being faithful stewards of this world,
0: Mm.
2: by being responsible with the things he's given. So, so I'm going to start at, at reducing it down to, you know, I'm a husband. I should be faithful with my wife, faithful to my wife, mm-hmm. and faithful to love my wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm a father, and I should be faithful to care for my children, love my children. Um, I have a job. I need to be faithful and work hard at my job and not be lazy and just dial it in, but yeah. but really work hard. I should be faithful as a citizen of this country and whatever freedoms this country gives me, I should exercise those freedoms. And be faithful with them yeah. because I want to bear the image of God. And the way I bear the image of God is by being responsible for the things that God has put before me. So he's placed me in this country. Therefore, I'm responsible to vote. Hmm. And I vote because I want to show the world that as a Christian, I'm I'm engaging responsibly in this world. Hmm. And, and And I'm not putting my hope in my vote. I'm putting my hope in God. But I'm voting because I live in this world. And, and the sovereignty of God is not designed to disengage me from this world. Yeah. It's actually the hope that sustains me as I engage, because I, I engage not with fear, mm-hmm. but with hope. Right. I, I, I vote with hope. I vote because I'm going to be responsible. God has put me here to work. Work was created before the fall. I should be working hard. I should be doing my job. I should be voting, being faithful stewards of what the Lord has put before me, being responsible with it, but not thinking that it all hinges on me. Yeah. No, I'm just going to be faithful with what what God's given me. Yeah. And I'm going to trust God for the outcome. Yeah. So, kind of my motto is, man, be faithful with today, be faithful with what the Lord's put before you, engage fully, bear the image of God in this world, and trust God for the outcome.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's really pretty cool that, um, as God declares the ends, he declares the means and uses us Mm -hmm. to accomplish that, you know, um, as you know, we vote, um, we, as you were saying, we, we should be faithful what he's given to us and, and whatever the outcome of this election is, um, I can rest in his sovereignty and say, God, uh, God knows what's going on and that person is who's at the presidency supposed to be there. Right. Right. I think that's fair for me to say. So Mm -hmm. if Trump wins, God allow that to happen. If Biden wins, God allow that to happen. Right. And it didn't dethrone Jesus. And it didn't
2: dethrone Jesus. Yes. So be comforted.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because the boundaries of that, of that presidency has been established.
0: Yes. God,
2: God establishes the, as Psalm two calls them the chains. Yeah. But, but, The ropes they call them, but basic is the boundaries. You can't. You have this much authority, but you can't go any further.
0: Yeah, and and that's why I love just uh, Daniel too. When Daniel is talking to King Nebuchadnezzar, Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's almost like a slap in the face of this powerful man as he's telling him, "He's like, you're not in control, right? The my God raises up king and he deposes him, and you're only there because he's allow you to be there." Yeah, so you
2: know if you compare Daniel with Ezekiel. So Ezekiel's writing the same time frame mm. as Daniel. So th- these things are carrying out the same time. Ezekiel's getting visions of God on the throne, mm. right? So so on one prophet, he's getting a vision of God as king, man. He's, he's on the throne. He's, he's getting these glorious visions. And then in Daniel, the kings of the wor- earth are getting visions. But what are they getting visions? You're not the king of the world. Yeah. And and what these what Psalm two is being played out between this comparison of Ezekiel and Daniel oh, uh-huh. in that in that God is established as the King sitting on the throne in Ezekiel and in Daniel the kings of the world are saying, man I I just I want to be king of the world and these visions are coming saying you're not yeah, uh-huh. do you realize you're not you're getting the opposite vision and then as Daniel ends Daniel ending of the book is complicated it is for some people to kind of understand it, it's basically saying, but the king is coming. Hmm. The Psalm 2 king is coming. And, and Daniel gets a vision of that he is coming. He will rule. He will die. He will rise. He will he will establish himself in this role. And so between Ezekiel and Daniel, you see Psalm 2 being played out, which is we need the Ezekiel vision. God is king. We need to be the reminder of the Daniel vision, which is kings of the world, you're not. Yeah. And God can remove you In an instant yeah and then we need to be reminded that jesus came he died he rose establishing himself as the judge of the living and the dead and when he returns kings of the earth take
0: warning yeah take warning and and yeah you said that earlier about the president so uh wow, that podcast went really fast. <laughs> you know, uh Dr. Lesson, uh Roman ten, fourteen says, How would they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how would they believe in him who have they not heard? And how would they hear without a preacher? Can you just share the gospel with our worldwide audience today? Yeah. You know,
2: obviously we we have hit many themes of of the role of Jesus and and just to kind of keep it in line with some of the things that we've talked about, you know, Jesus he is established as as king and he does judge the nations but but here's the good news of the gospel the good news of the gospel is that jesus rose from the dead it established him as king and all people kings and everyone else will be held accountable to him mm. but when you trust christ when you say listen i i can't i can't prepare myself for that day i have no capacity to be able to stand before the judge of the living and the dead the reality is that, that, that his death that occurred before his resurrection, his death was there so that our sin, our guilt, our shame would be placed upon him. He would be judged in our place so that we can have this one piece of good news, that on the day of judgment, our king will also be our defense attorney. Mm-hmm. The judge who will judge us will also be the one who will defend us. Yeah, wow. And he'll defend us before himself, and he will say, I covered that sin. I covered it. Welcome, you're welcome to heaven. So, so that's the 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 value of the two sides of the cross: the death, providing a way for our sins to be paid for; the resurrection, proving that God accepted that payment. And I believe that by faith, that that's what happened there. And when I trust Christ as King, Savior, Lord, then on that day when He judges the kings and He judges everybody. He will, in essence, become our defense attorney mm. and defend us before himself and say, I, I cannot judge you because I died for you. Mm. And that, that's, the, that's the good news of, of, of we have a king who's our defense attorney, Wow. a judge who's our defense
0: attorney. Yeah, wow. Amen. So, uh, Dr. Lesson, where can our people find you? I always say, if you want to be found, you know, but uh, everybody always wants to be found when they come out of the podcast. Yeah. I don't think nobody's ever told me they don't want to be found, but maybe maybe one day they will. But yeah. where, where can they reach you, find you? Uh, again, you've been on our uh, podcast before, episode 49. So, uh, again, please yeah. go back and check that out.
2: Go to our, our ministry website, which is toeverytribe.org, T-O-E-V-E-R-Y-T-R-I-B-E.org. And that's the best place to 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 get in contact, to see other things and and engage the the ministry that the Lord has uh, has me being faithful with right now.
0: Awesome. Well Dr. Lesson, thank you very much for coming on Bridge Radio yeah, uh, this week in studio. It was it's been a pleasure, an honor. Um and you know, it's always good to see you in person. So thank you for coming on.
2: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode uh, as we had uh, Dr. Steve Leston in studio, uh, which was kind of weird. I was throwing off a little bit, but you know, it was really nice to have him in studio as he was going through Psalms 2. And just uh, as we were talking about God's sovereignty uh, in this election that is coming up on Tuesday. So uh, hopefully everybody goes out there and votes. And whatever happens on Tuesday or maybe a week or two or three later, we don't know. We'll see what happened. But uh, just a reminder that God is in control. Uh, Jesus is on the throne and nothing, nothing will ever change uh, the plan of God. Uh, Please don't forget to uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Um, You know, you can go on there and you'll see all the latest things that are going on. Uh, we're going to be releasing, uh, some awesome video, uh, uh, videos that are coming up, uh, uh, here soon, uh, just about the seminary that we're looking to bring in and team teaming up with, uh, Dr. Michael Cooper and Dr. Steve Lesson, who is one of the professors for ethesiology. Hopefully we can bring some solid teaching here in Laredo, uh, and raise up, uh, pastors, uh, the seminary and accredited seminary. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Uh, and again, for all our, uh, 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 listeners who give to us, thank you very much. Like I always say, you know, we always take a penny and, and, and it's all for his glory and his kingdom. And thank you. Thank you for our listeners around the globe here in the United States. I'm only here. We're only here uh, because of you and because of God, you know, he's the one who's allowed us to be here. So thank you very much. So, guys, I, we always end this show, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Until next week. Later.